Chapter 37 The Medicine Wheel After reflecting upon my relationship with plants and trees, I tried to calculate how many plants I'd eaten and smoked throughout my life. Oh goodness, I'm afraid I just now realized how all of nature was divine. Was life brutal as a plant, or was it peaceful and calm? Then I heard a whisper in the wind that recited a biblical psalm. Psalm 104, 14. He caused the grass to grow for the cattle, and the herb for the service of man, that he may bring forth food out of the earth. And from now on, I will look upon nature with the same value that my own life is worth. From there, the Queen of Wands sent me on a mission and she said we must find the medicine wheel. There the four directions would come together, and that way the world would heal. Just before I turned my back to the Queen of Wands to depart, she winked at me once. Then a lightning bolt of energy zapped me when we made eye contact, and it felt like I'd been shot in the back when a burning energy spread through my lungs. Now a fire grew from within, and their immense fury spread through my body, speech, and mind. This was a burning feeling I despised, for now I realized heaven was within this earth, but this was not something many people could find. The human intuition had been concealed, trapped in a maze of protocols, standards, and industries crafted by man. Many humans of the order were lost in confusion, stuck working endlessly upon the earth, while the wealthiest leaders dominated this heavenly land. These leaders appeared like monarchs and kings, but were they the furthest from God? All their power came from controlling others, which was built upon slavery, inequality, and industries grown by fraud. But what if the queen surprised them? What if she appeared and knocked on their doors? Would she see them as savages and demons? since these rulers were willing to bomb their fellow man and turn this heavenly planet into hell with multiple world wars. Yet their history books call these same men and women settlers, as we were the ones who killed the native peacekeepers and stole their land. Now all of us are stuck working for these savages while we're trapped in debt, and if anyone was to disagree with the ways of this world, we'd be thrown onto the streets without shelter, food, or a plan. Oh, that fire overtook me, and I couldn't control my mind. I was burning up on the inside, and I began to unleash a destroyer of evil that had long been repressed and denied. Why I can't stand these rulers, the way they wage world wars. The rich sell out for fake housewives who behave more like deceitful sluts and jealous whores, taking more and more their corrupt habits conquer businesses and people all around, and all these filthy politicians are so self-indulged they'll do anything for more money, and that means digging, drilling, and poisoning this heavenly ground. I'm sick of this government. I don't trust these leaders. They edit our history, and the church hires pedophile preachers. And how rarely do the corrupt businessmen end up in jail? They seem to resign right before the legal teams catch up. Worst case, if you're in deep enough, they'll hang you like they did to Jeffrey Epstein. All the rich and famous seem to be fine breaking laws, but then everyone hides when a real protector shows up. They help turn this world into a shit show, and who throughout Hollywood is even real? They're all posting, acting, and pretending on their screens, wearing masks to cover up what the soul actually feels. Meanwhile, these tech billionaires spy on us tracking us through these very phones? Meanwhile, African slaves are mining the cobalt for their batteries, and so this is what makes the world more connected, even though every person feels more and more alone. I'm done with these entrepreneurs and billionaires, and congrats on conquering a system built on lies, greed, and slavery. The devil tricked you into burying our world in debt, because the top 1% has consumed more than the rest of the world could ever need. Get lost, jealous idols. You think you're important as if the world worships you like your saviors and messiahs? All because you can throw a ball or score a point? Oh, these shitheads are so lost, chasing their egocentric trophies of selfish desires. 
Let's cancel the reality shows. They all script drama and pretend to act funny when they laugh. Cut down the companies who murder the forests to increase their profits and print more money. How come everyone needs a lawyer or paralegals to write their enemies into endless traps? What happened to real privacy when the tech world lies to us with their absurd terms and condition contracts? They force us to sign away our privacy? Oh, I'm aware of the information you steal. Say goodbye to all the bullshit that made this hell on earth. And when the hell is someone going to do something so this planet can heal? Good luck in the next life, you dirty cheaters. Call them scammers or elites. Who else is willing to offer up the body, mind, and speech so that the wrath of the shadow can finally be unleashed? By now the sun had gone down, and I entered into the darkest part of the night. A hellish fire scorched me from within because I couldn't understand how so many of these humans claim to praise Christ. But who among us even behaves Christ-like? Who among you gave up your possessions and walked barefoot to spread the teachings of love? Who among us is sly like a snake, yet simple like a dove? Who among us devotes your life to a higher calling? Why it seems that people live selfishly and make choices based on their inflated egos. Does anyone else see this behavior as appalling? Shootings in America happen every week. Yet the automation industry is just fine helping manufacture more bullets and guns. The killing doesn't stop, since the disgraceful NRA finds sneaky ways to blame the dark black ones. Everyone's addicted to something, and the manufacturing of the most addictive pills just continues on. Businesses and Big Pharma turns their heads while they keep earning more and more money, and yet they are the biggest drug dealers. Time to end that production so we end the real war on drugs. Yet our world leaders are so certain they know what's right, and these idiots are the ones who send our civilians to kill with endless aggression. They'll do anything to destroy a small country and reap the profits of the military-industrial complex, but why don't they tell us we're already standing upon heaven? And this isn't even about me, for who am I? I'm one of the few humans who woke up to the reality of nature before the order sentenced my intuition to die. Time for a new system, and time for the truth to destroy the lies. It is the humans who are the real savages, and that's why nature does not cry when bad people die. The trees stand tall, the wind keeps blowing, the godlike trees and plants remain calm and continue growing. Nature reclaims every form, and she welcomes their souls back. If only we knew we were standing upon heaven all along, then we would realize our leaders were wrong when they told our armies to attack. And why are we following phony influencers, apps, and algorithms that push sexual and misleading content, propagating the ego mind? If only they knew death is when we all wake up to realize that everyone is living spiritually blind. Why are you so upset? Your anger is moving so fast. Can you come back to the present moment, or at least tell me what you're getting at?" said Bolin Yuktiku. You tricked me! How so? I helped you to grow, said Bolin Yuktiku. You tricked me to go back into the order, and now I've caught the same disease the people have. I'm overrun by the wickedness of the humans, and I'm in a fury of the shadow's wrath. Ah, so? said Bolin Yuktiku. The cat pointed to my back, and there I realized I'd been shot by three poison arrows. I hadn't a clue who shot me with them, but as I pulled the arrows out, only then could my anger begin to let go. But it infuriates me to watch the leaders destroy heaven on earth after so many people have already turned their back. Listen to me now, Bolin Yuktiku. When are you going to destroy the ego cancer and attack back? In the God Realm, beings like myself and Pachamama cannot fight back, he said. Why is that? Because in the God Realm, we embody nature, and so there is a timeless patience and flow. We surrender to what is, and so we allow things to live, run their course, and we accomplish this by letting go, said Bolin Yuktiku. But what about the righteous people? What about everything we've gone through? I cannot remain still like a blade of grass. After all, I gave up everything in my life to follow my intuition 
which led me to you. This is precisely the point. You've arrived to answer the question of how does the godlike quality of nature fight back, especially when God is for the benefit of all beings, and that means God would not attack. But you, why you've got a human body, unlike Pachamama and myself, who cannot enter into this fight. But since we found a human to trust, maybe it is you who can stand up to fight for what is right. The queen and I have been waiting for a protector, and look who arrived. Here stands a man who rides upon a crazy horse. You're one of the few who would give up your status, ego, friends, career, and are you even willing to die? Why, my guy, you've done it all, and you did this without thinking twice. You pushed forward to answer your intuition's call. The reason I sent you back into the order is to help you realize the nature of how things are. And by the looks of it, you've been stained with the three poisons, greed, hatred, and delusion. And these have driven you to act wild and bizarre. As this may seem like a curse, it is a blessing in disguise. After all, you are that guy, he said. Which guy? Now who am I? The one who lost his mind because he wasn't afraid to die said Bolin Yuktiku. Then what must we do? Push through. The reason humans are so special is because they are mutable like water and air. Your mind and emotions can shift between heaven and hell, and by a miracle, you found a way to endure what others cannot bear. You've given Pachamama back her wand. You were generous during the sacred pause. And now what is left but to give everything up and guide the humans back to God, said Bolin Yuktiku. Now there was silence, and the intuition wouldn't say a word. I knew Bolin Yuktiku was listening because nature allowed me to feel what couldn't be heard. There was only one way to the bottom of all this, and so I knew I had to tell the truth. I'd have to own up to where I'd been, what I'd seen, and everything I'd been through. I took a deep breath in, there I touched a moment of stillness from within my inner eye, and in that gap, I felt the feeling of a new life begin to rise. There you are. I wasn't sure where you went. Once the three poisons took you over, your spirit plummeted into hell's descent, said Bolin Yuktiku. I was so lost in that inner world, drifting to where I am now. But why would you let me get hit with those three poisons? Why is this something the realm of God would allow? Because I am within you. I am that dark part called the shadow. I have been with you through the highest heights and to the lowest lows. Know that anger, lust, greed, delusion, and hell have tremendous energetic power. And we can learn to transmute these energies by remaining calm in the gap of our minds. By observing our emotions and not reacting to them, we have come to find the power of patient justice that only stillness can find. So few have ever realized me, for I am that dark part within all beings that is uncontrollable. Beyond time and space, I am Bolin Yuktiku, the unknowable. Blank is the beginning, and blank is the end. Reach into the medicine bag and select a rune. Then show me what you find waiting within your hands, said Bolin Yuktiku. I reached into the medicine bag, and there I found a soft cloth pouch shaped like a crescent moon. I could feel small stones that were thin, and reaching in, I pulled out a blank rune. Empty, I asked. Or is it full? This is the rune of Odin, the divine all-father. As light is to shadow, sun is to moon. We are all teachers, and what we teach is what we need to learn, and so we teach it over and over again until we learn. I no longer try to change outer things. They are simply a reflection. I change my inner perception. The outer reveals the beauty so long observed by my own attitude. I concentrate my inner vision and find my outer view transformed. I find myself attuned to the magnificence of life as I'm in union with the perfect order of the universe. There are no more maps but the map within. There are no more creeds, but the creed of oneself that leads us beyond misplaced energy that the Christians call sin. 
No more individual philosophies. We are always in this together. We are always at the beginning, forever and ever. From here on in, the directions come straight from the divine. The curriculum is being revealed millisecond by millisecond, invisibly, intuitively, spontaneously, fiercely, and lovingly. Go into your instincts and your intuition will teach you everything there is to know. Know yourself and above all, grow, he said. But my master, Olenyuktiku, who are you? It is I who look out from you. Even when you wander as if you were alone, know that I am the shadow of your intuition and I have been sent down from the great panther's throne. Are you riding upon this body or are you riding upon a soul that no one can see? For I am the Bolinyuktaku, the one who sets all beings free. Gone beyond the light, I am the ash left over from the fire, the dark side of the moon. I am the one who will do whatever is required, said Bolinyuktaku. The wind whipped by, as if I could hear a voice of the wind too. There was a spirit within the air, and somehow it was connected to the earth and Bolinyuktaku. What's with the weather? It seems to be listening to everything we've got to say. Does it know what's happening? Or is this just the warmth from the rising sun that brightens the day? Everyone is watching. The wind, the water, and our ancestors are all observing projections of a single planetary conscious mind. And this vibration is beyond human vision and deeper than the ego-selfish mind. Beyond Vimanas and UFOs, there is an unknowable source from which awareness is grown. And this is the time to tune into the world around you, listening to nature, and there the hidden nature will be shown," said Bolinyuktiku. Now the mind began to notice specific things, one by one. A leaf, a twig, a stone, a stream, and a flower, as all of this held the essence of where creation first begun. Whenever a judgment or thought arose, I noticed this tendency to judge others was a symptom of insecurity, immaturity, or selfishness. Here this moment of stillness allowed me to come back to the present where I could preserve loving relationships in the world which required tolerance, patience, gratitude, humility, and forgiveness. Waiting within, connected through the gap of the intuition, I realized my voice was connected into the earth like an antenna and the spirit of the eternal soul was always listening. For I must have caused such havoc, since I know my mind makes such a mess. But now that I'm starting to see how everything everywhere is listening, I really am here to do my best. Enough with the crazy monkey mind. I want to be finished causing chaos. I've had enough of this cluttering with bouts of confusion. Now I'll just rest within myself and watch without reacting to see through this mad illusion. The plants and flowers. We are born from the same place their seeds begin. I raised the wildlife around this world, and now we surrender to the will of the wind," said Bolinyuktiku. You know, most people hate talking about the weather, but I'd spend the rest of my life watching her dance. She's been there with us through the happiness and the terror. When we're aggressive, she's passive. When we're resentful, she's generous. I am learning to hold space, to surrender rather than to react. I feel the wind blowing through the sea and over this grass. Why, Bolinyuktiku, you're much like the wind. Where does it end and where does it begin? Are you these thoughts rising and falling? And does it matter how you perceive this experience? Should I focus my energy to make this world more astounding or appealing? Or should I hide from this material place and look inward for healing? You simply go forth, always refreshed and new, ever-changing. There is no shape that truly suits you. Every seven years, you grow a new body, as each cell is the process of living out a life, and death is the untying of a great knot. This death is the passing on from the bodily layer, which is relief of all suffering outright. Then no more struggle or strain, free to flow in the unknowable. The rune in your hand represents total trust 
and should be taken as exciting evidence of your most immediate contact with kismet, which time and time again rises like the phoenix from the ashes. And this growth is what you're here for, isn't it? He said. There was a ruffling in the brushes, and there I saw a smoky cat with a little tail. Why, yes, kismet had been following our trail. The appearance of this rune signifies a death, but that death is usually symbolic and may relate to any part of your life as you are living it now. Relinquish control. This is the ultimate challenge for the spiritual protector. I am here to inform you that it is in motion in your life. In that blankness is held undiluted potential. At the same time, both pregnant and empty, this room comprehends the totality of being, all that is to be actualized. Hold it up to the star called the sun, and one blank side will be illuminated by the light. Then look how the underside casts the shadow, and this is my night. Drawing the blank rune may bring our deepest fears to the surface, and so you may think, will I fail? Will I be abandoned? Will it all be taken away? And yet our highest good, our truest possibilities, and all our fertile dreams are held within that blankness. Willingness and permitting are what this rune requires. For how can you exercise control over what is not yet in form? The blank rune often calls for no less than an act of courage and an empty-handed leap into the unknown. Drawing it is a direct test of faith. The unknowable represents the path of karma, the sum total of your actions and their consequences, the lessons that are yours for this lifetime. And yet, this room teaches that the debts of old karma shift and evolve as you shift and evolve. Nothing is predestined. What beckons is the creative power of the unknown, said Bolanyuktiku. But there must be something I'm missing. What is it about this world? How am I supposed to make sense of all the pain and suffering that I've lived through and observed? In time, all will shift, change, and transform. We can trust, and we can know that all energy will be okay. Darkness cannot last forever, and in time, the sun will rise for the dawn of creation's newest age. We are set on a path to discover and dissolve, my friend. And when we react to our emotions, we become slaves to them. This is where we must evolve, said Bolanyuktiku. But of course, I've got to get better, Bolanyuktiku. Is that so? Yes. Aren't you watching? This is something you should know. How so? He asked. Well, I have to grow. Then go, he said. Well, I don't know. Just be here now, said Bolanyuktiku. Oh, I know. But there's something insane I must explain. Bolanyuktiku stayed silent, and now my awareness noticed it was I who was listening to the voice that I couldn't quite explain. Was it I who was making the decisions, but also resisting? But who was I? A working man, or a serpent of the sea? Was I a creature of this planet, like all the other humans living, blooming, and exploring through miraculous bodies? Oh mighty black cat, I realized how often I forget to listen. I get stuck in the mind, lost on automatic, and I live as if my soul is blind. Everything I touch seems to break, and the more I try to solve anything, the more mistakes I make. I've fallen asleep, and you must help me out. I feel as if something has taken control over my body, and I've lost the direction in my life, which is so elusive to find the best route. Oh, is that so? then I am here to show you out. But what is it that you don't already know? You told me the way already, said Bolin Yuktiku. I did? Grow, he said. Well, I'm trying to, but I feel overloaded and overwhelmed. I can never get a grip on anything, and the order is making me question the well-being of everyone else. Am I sinking in the mind? And how am I talking to you? Why do I keep forgetting all the things that we continue to go through. Look at any seed. The answer is right in between. The seed unites the experience with nature and becomes the bloom. And pretty soon, you're going to see what I mean. You're living in the bardo. A great transformation has taken shape. 
our soul. And this suffering is leading us to something truly great, said Bolognese de Coup. Great? What's so great? The fact that we can become awake. Once we were lost, but soon heaven will be found. Just wait until the rising sun comes over the horizon. It will illuminate all creatures, plants, and life upon this sacred ground. The night is so dark, but every morning the sun will rise, and their Savitar's horse will pull the chariot of the light high across the sky. This is power no mortal could know, because without the morning star, our bodies would freeze and die. Examine our universe. It is something no mind can know. And yet you are correct. All that's left to do is observe how a spiritual soul can grow. It barely matters what material gain we collect or the wealth we earn. The truth must be discovered by the individual. And so tell me, Jaguar Foot Tree, what is it that you've learned? said Bolin Yuktaku. Then it is you looking out through all the people's eyes. You are the shadow behind earth, the place which supports the illuminated source who you alone cannot be. But even in the shadows, your soul is awake and set free. For who are we? We are one, like jewels upon Indra's net. We are the space that upholds the brightness of the sun. I learned how important it is to risk who we think we are for the person we can become. Then we should devote our lives to the spiritual source from which we are all from. I came into life thinking that I was somebody going somewhere, that I might be getting closer to some end goal. But now I understand where we are, and we are together, interwoven and totally whole. You have taught me to see myself in my classmates, my peers, and all creatures, in my surroundings, and in every atom within our universe. When we unveil ourselves, after we let our ego fall away, only then our true light is left to shine, the same way Savitar's chariot brings forth the day. This is the light of our universe, and it has no creed, color, or name that could do it justice. Your teachings have led me to discover that this knowledge is my path. For all beings walk with your shadow, opposite of illumination, and so I ask that you share your grace, gifts, and talents with us. Then will you show us the path to self-realization? O great jaguar of the wild forest, will you forgive us for the things we did when we were living in survival mode? We must remember that it is our mistakes that have brought us to this journey towards union with God and nature. And so I ask, dear friend, may you support all beings to come home. May all beings be in union with her nature. I am learning how gentle we must be with all fellow souls, and how careful we must walk upon her soils as we look after all her forms of life, as nature is the divine goal. If we want to find the light within our universe, then we must first confront the shadow within ourselves. O oh, Jaguar, I have so much left to learn. May you always remind me that my spiritual soul is woven through everyone else. Ah, so let's grow and all of earth's experience even the pain and joy are all paths of our real map you see you're right where you're supposed to be understand that illumination is the realization that our spiritual soul was never trapped can you feel the dirt beneath your bare feet this is the place to start this earth is the great medicine wheel and we must uncover it to reveal the way of the cosmic heart, said Volan Yuktiku. Pachimama spoke of a medicine wheel. She said it must be turned. And once the medicine wheel spins, the entire planet will be reformed, said Volan Yuktiku. Now it felt as if Volan Yuktiku guided me into a seat. Birds chirped between gaps of silence while I sat cross-legged with my hips above my feet. In the land of the order, the wealthy men use marketing, education, and distractions to control the mind space. By making things competitive, the rat race gets faster and faster, and so each human ego thinks life is a race. Right from the gates, the elites push the workers with a ferocious pace, and so the mind is overwhelmed with information and becomes clogged. 
which is cut off from the spiritual source. But you've done something I haven't seen in ages, and that is why you've been given the name Crazy Horse, said Bolanyuktiku. Oh, Bolanyuktiku, all of your teachings are without a flaw, and since you exist in the God realm, I must ask, who is God? Neti neti, he said. What do you mean? Not this, not that, he said. Then it's not what it seems. Life is but a dream, he said. But God, who is he? Or she, said Bolanyuktiku. But if you know God, then can God set us free? God sustains the four directions, and I follow one of the four heavenly kings as a personal manifestation of God, who is my guide. For I am one black cat, like the panther named Forgiveness, as I am connected inward through his lineage into the divine tribe, said Bolanyuktiku. Then where are we heading? There is no beginning and no end. We are on a path to serve all beings under the four directions, said Bolanyuktiku. And then how do we transcend? I am not aligned with the idea of transcending the cosmos, which many regard as being overrun with suffering. I am part of animism, and so in Shinto, we focus on adjusting to life's pragmatic requirements by adapting. You see, everyone is riding upon a form or a vehicle, but you alone are in control. For I support the source of Crazy Horse. I obey the wind horse of the soul, said Bolanyukdiku. The wind rushed by when I heard galloping. Goosebumps began to rise. Oh, what in the world was happening? Then what is our path? There must be a map. You are on the path of Yana, which is the path of knowledge or wisdom, to remove everything and look at what is left. Neti neti. Eliminate everything that is limited and created, and you will get to the supreme reality, and you identify yourself with that. You are also on the path of bhakti, or the path of devotion. This is the way when you remain as an individual, and you identify yourself as a servant of the incarnation of the supreme reality that you are feeling devoted to, and you forget everything except the manifestation of God, and so you are becoming one with God. Both Yana and Bhakti get you to the same place. Bhakti is the safer path to go, said Bolanyuktiku. And who created Bhakti? Bolanyuktiku pointed underneath the earth where the sun was hiding. Hare Krishna, he said. And who founded Yana Yoga? Bolanyuktiku pointed to the moon. Shiva Nataraja, the cosmic dancer, he said. Is there anything Krishna or Shiva didn't create? He stayed silent. You say you know my path, but I'm not even sure what I'm supposed to do. Can you show me the way? What is it that I'm meant to be working through? Heal, he said. But where is this medicine wheel? You've uncovered your own soul. All that's left to do is look and see. Craft the medicine wheel by drawing a circle upon this dirt. Then we'll turn the medicine wheel, and there the earth will allow us to be freed, said Bolanyuktiku. And so I began to brush the leaves and twigs away until I created a bare circle upon the dirt. For this land was cold and gentle, where I realized rain had touched it as I could feel how the earth was alert. When we turn the medicine wheel, we go to the soil where the medicine man must start. Can you see Pachamama's spirit is within all? As it is she who grows the layers of our earth. She allows the wisdom, breath, emotional, mental, and physical bodies to come into shape. Now if the mind is disruptive, then it blocks our spiritual and intuitive nature, disconnecting us from Pachamama's natural state. This imbalance is suffering, and it manifests when attachment or clinging grips the mind as the ego craves to retake control. Here the mind space is grasping for more and more, even though our layers would benefit if the mind learns to let go. When this Manomaya Kosha, or mind layer, is busy spinning off like a wheel, our spiritual nature can become blocked, and so the mind goes on automatic, where one lives as if he or she is dreaming. We consume and reproduce, 
and so the cycle continues to repeat. But the trauma, mental cycles, and habitual patterns are passed along. And if we don't change this cycle, then the suffering will always make us feel incomplete. In this exponential state of survival, always following commands, rules, consuming more and more. Are these beings like ants, or are they called man? We must help the humans awaken from the patterns they keep falling for," said Bolan Yuktaku. Then where is the man who misled the people? Where is the tyrant who has covered the people's soul that seeks to remain awake? Be it Satan, a devil, a demon, or a dragon. Show me where it lives, and I'll pierce its heart with a stake. The real dragon is in you, said Bolan Yuktaku. And what is that real dragon? That's your ego, that force that perpetuates the three poisons holding you back, which is the aggression that wants to fight, overcome, and attack," said Bolan Yuktiku. What's my ego? It's the voice that says, I want this, and I believe that, and I will do this, and I need that. The ego is also whatever I regard as the aim of my life. The ego is that which pins you down, and so the environment is your dragon as it reflects within yourself," said Bolan Yuktiku. I felt my hand reach into the medicine bag, and there I pulled out a mirror. Within you lives Satan, and within you also lives Christ, who is a high and holy seer. Just as they say that a devil and angel are on each shoulder, they are there in your mind which is the cosmic mirror," said Bolan Yuktiku. And how do I slay the dragon? What's the journey I have to make? Something like a soul's high adventure? Follow your bliss, but know that only the soul will persist," said Bolan Yuktiku. Is my bliss my work or my life? When work becomes like play, you'll have found the best way. And if the work that you're doing is the work you chose to do because you're enjoying it, then that's it. Don't quit. But if you think, oh gee, I couldn't do that, that's your dragon locking you in. The voice saying, oh no, I couldn't be a writer, a painter, a poet. I couldn't do what so-and-so once did, said Bolan Yuktiku. So we're not trying to save the world. We're trying to save oneself. And in doing that, you save the world. You do. The influence of a vital person vitalizes. The world has become a wasteland. People have the idea of saving the world by shifting it around or by changing the rules. But no, any world is a living world if it's alive, and the thing is to bring it to life. And the way to bring it to life is to find your own case of what makes you alive yourself," he said. Now tell me the truth. Who really are you? This small jaguar and I were completely black, waiting in the darkest part of the night. But who was the cat that slept in the jaw of crocodiles? And was this darkness the shadow behind all light? Not this, not that, but I've come to make amends. And so since you are my student, we will look to the earth to discover new life again. I have something to teach, and know that I love all people. I want to give to them the same things that I've given to you. To see you come alive is the reward of teaching, and so this is what we shall do. Since this last trick has to be done by you, after all, this is your life to go through. The medicine wheel is a sacred map, and the only rule is that this medicine wheel has to be crafted by you," said Bolan Yuktiku. So what must I do? Trust the intuition contemplate and reflect, or you may listen to the wind, for this is our ancestors' breath, leading us to wherever we are called next," said Bolan Yuktiku. And what would our ancestors say? That the language of the myth is poetically precise. For instance, if you go into a realm without the sword of reason, you will lose your mind. But at the same time, if you only take the sword of reason without the cup of sympathy, you will lose your heart. Even more remarkably, if you approach without the wand of intuition, you can stand at the door for decades, never realizing you have arrived," said Bolan Yuktiku. And where am I? 
You've arrived and you're alive, and now it's time to thrive. The soil is your map, and within it are the four cardinal directions, the way of nature, and this map is the sacred intersection. For as the sky is above and the earth is below, we craft this medicine wheel as a sacred painting by listening to the intuition, and there we reveal how the awakened mind grows, said Bolanyuktiku. There was the circle in the soil that I'd drawn in front of me, and I outlined the wheel with sticks beside a tree. Within it was the dirt, except for a few roots and rocks, and so I drew a line to outline the circular wheel again as it appeared like an empty compass. For within that circle is a great journey to find the right path. It's an opportunity to look out there and in here at the same time. That's what we're doing. We're connecting the outer and inner world, the macro and the micro. And in a medicine wheel, we create a little map of our life, the lessons, the gifts, as well as the painful things. Give yourself a bird's eye view and perspective on all of the wisdom that you have acquired in your life so far, said Bolanyuktiku. But all I see is dirt upon the earth. Take another look. Just notice what is around. Is that a leaf, a twig, and what else is lingering within that can be found? Weaving together your thoughts, emotions, feelings, and intuition with contemplation and the elements of earth will build a portal into your inner awareness through this very dirt. This fresh perspective reveals the way within our map. This is where we'll discover hidden guidance within ourselves to reconnect with the wholeness of our highest self. The whole world is a circle, and all circular images reflect the psyche, or the combination of archetypes that exist within the mind. When a magician wants to work magic, he or she creates a circle around his or her life, and within this bounded circle, the magician creates a hermetically sealed area where powers can be brought into play that are lost outside the circle. The medicine wheel is a shamanic practice that uses sticks, leaves, stones, and other natural elements to infuse a spiritual outlook for direction into our truest calling, said Bolanyuktiku. Yes, I am ready to begin. Then let's begin. Go walk through the woods and let's see what you can find. Notice where you are as you're walking. Now notice as you get pulled away into the thinking mind. Come back to the present. Feel the ground under your feet. Notice what the eyes see, and as soon as you catch yourself thinking, come back to being present and repeat. Feel the earth, the dirt between your toes. You are walking upon the map, and something within is revealing how it goes. The mind is set up to observe. The emotions will feel our way through. But who is the one that decides what we will do? You can listen to the mind. You can be swayed by the feelings and emotions or you can find that gap between them and hold space to see what is unfolding," said Bolanyuktiku. Just then, I saw a lapis lazuli stone, and so I picked it up. We'll use that as the centerpiece for the medicine wheel, said Bolanyuktiku. And so I went through the woods, walking my way around. I found some sticks, stones, and even a bone was there upon the ground. What are all these for? These are artifacts we use as symbols for the medicine wheel. These various items could represent a job, a relationship, or marriage. It could be a gift yet to arrive or a hidden blessing. It could also be a painful memory that you can't get rid of from your past. Or they could symbolize something you want to burn and get rid of at last, said Bolanyuktiku. As I came back to the circular medicine wheel I drew, I placed the lapis lazuli stone in the very middle. Now you don't have to have the perfect words, but we're setting a sincere intention, so make sure your purpose is not superficial. The ego wants to make it about the mind. That's how the ego is designed. But if you listen to your own desire, then it's likely your spiritual sight could be hidden or blind. Dig deeper within, go all the way in and see what you can find. Call out to the four directions, south, north, east and west. Call out to any angels, saints, or guides you may have. 
This is not to be taken as a religious act, but a ceremony. We are opening a sacred space, which is a way of calling in a prayer to the universe, including any deity you may believe in. You may find your own words to use, but remember, you are just claiming your own safety and sacredness in the space you stand, and so we work within, said Bolan Yuktiku. Looking to the four directions, I spoke. To all four directions, I call upon you. May you unite with the sacred intuition and show the entire world our way through. O four directions, we bow to you, your spirit, which has gone afar to death. May we return to you again, that we may live and dwell here. O spirit, which has gone afar to heaven and earth, may we return to you again, so that we may live and dwell here. O spirit, which has gone afar to the four corners of the earth, may we return to you again, and live and dwell here. O spirit, which has gone afar to the four directions of space, may we return to you, so that we may live and dwell here. O spirit, which has gone afar to the waves of the ocean, may we return to you again, and may we live and dwell here. O spirit, which has gone afar to the shining rays of the morning star, may we return to you, and again live and dwell here. O spirit, which has gone afar to the earth and the plants, may we return to you again, so that we may live and dwell here. O spirit, which has gone beyond the dawn, may we return to you again and live and dwell here. O spirit, which has gone afar to the highest mountains, may we return to you again so that we may live and dwell here. O spirit, which has gone afar to the whole world, may we return to you again so that we may live and dwell here. O spirit, which has gone afar to the furthest realms, may we return to you again, so that we may live and dwell here. O spirit, which has gone afar to the past and future, may we return to you again, so that we may live and dwell here. May all lives be renewed and further extended as by the two skilled charioteers pursuing their course. May we attain the goal May the goddess of destruction move to distant places. This is a song for spiritual wealth, for health, and food in plenty. Let us do many noble deeds to win glory. Now may the singer rejoice in all our doings. May the goddess of destruction move to distant places. May we surpass our foes by deeds of valor. As heaven surpasses earth and mountains and plains, all these deeds the poet has acclaimed. May the goddess of destruction move to distant places. Do not deliver us to death, O Soma. Still may our eyes behold the rising sun. May the full lifespan determined by the god be ours. May the goddess of destruction move to distant places. O guide of the spirit, retain our heart within us. Prolong for us the lifespan yet to be lived. Allow us to enjoy the vision of the sunlight. Strengthen all bodies by the offerings we bring you. May earth restore us the breath of life. May the goddess of heaven and airy space return to us. May Soma give us once again a body and psychopomp to show us again the way of salvation. May all the worlds accord a blessing. O youthful mother of cosmic order, may heaven and earth remove all evil and shame. May we never be troubled by sin nor pain. The healing remedies descend from heaven in twos and threes. O oh, let us roam the earth. May heaven and earth conspire to dispatch the evil into the ground. May sorrow no more affect us. Restore, O oh Indra, the ox that brought to this place the chariot-bearing wife. May heaven and earth conspire to dispatch the evil into the ground. May no sorrow affect us. O oh Lord of thy holy word, that was the first beginning of the word when the seers fell to the naming of earth objects. That which was best and purest, deeply hidden within our hearts, which was revealed by the power of their love. The seers fashioned the world by means of the mind, sifting it the same way corn is sifted. Thus friends may recognize each other's friendship. An auspicious medicine wheel 
is set upon this dirt. We follow the sacrifice of the path of the word and focus and enter into the space among the seers. They lead her forth and distribute her among many. In unison, the seven singers chant to her, yet certain ones, through seeing, may not see her, and other ones, through hearing, may not hear her. But to some, the word reveals herself quite freely, like a fair-robed bride surrendering to her husband. After the incantation ran through me, I gazed upon the lapis lazuli stone at the very center of the dirt circle, and this form was like a golden egg, the source of creation manifested as the four directions and four sides of this world. In each of the four quadrants of this medicine wheel, I selected an item. In the first quadrant, I set a feather. In the second, I set a bone. The third, I placed a bit of cat hair. In the fourth space, I left alone. We visit this space for consecutive days as our connection to the divine is at hand. We will journey from the innermost point to the outer circular source where life began, said Bolin Yuktiku. About this medicine wheel, then we leave it and are called to come back and make changes tomorrow? I don't quite understand how this is a map or what path I meant to follow. This ground is the medicine wheel, and we do have a say in our destiny and fate. Yet still round the corner, there may wait a new or secret gate, said Bolin Yuktiku. Just as he said it, I felt Bolin Yuktiku take command. There we reached into the medicine bag within the black poncho, and there I pulled out a book called Buddhist Scriptures and gazed upon it in my hands. The intuition opened this book, and there it seemed to fall open to a very specific page. Was it the wind that led me to the initiation of a bodhisattva vow? And so I read these verses where my body, mind, and spirit were engaged. The verses of this book were like a rite of passage. It was a selfless way to offer oneself up to relieve the suffering of all beings. My ego fought these words for a moment, but then I realized I must give myself up and offer my life to these teachings. For who was I? I was no different than anyone else, a spiritual being in a human body. I was a single ray of light in the darkness of the shadows working to bring forth the bright morning star's illuminated self.